Do you struggle to find your voice in a noisy world? Do you feel your voice lacks confidence and energy to accurately communicate your thoughts, ideas, and passions? Do you wish there was an easy way to give your voice what it needs to captivate your audience every time? My name is Clay Collins, and like you, I struggled with these issues for years. But I found a blueprint that can help you change the way you think about your voice and therefore the way your voice comes across to others. Welcome to the My Voice Mentor Podcast. Are you one of those singers that inserts vocal runs into your exercises? You know what I'm talking about. You know the guys that go, la, 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 la. If you do that, I'm telling you right now, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You're not warming up your voice. If you want to impress people, sit on the corner of, of any street of your choice, put out a can, and you can do that, and people might plunk a few pennies in your little bucket there, but you're not helping your voice. You're not warming up. That's not a warm-up. In fact, if you're inserting vocal runs into your warm-up, you're actually defeating what a warm-up is supposed to do. And it's kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. We're going to be talking about what you should remove from your voice if you want to begin to strengthen and develop it. But before we get into all of that, a lot of people are starting to really get in touch with me and communicate and give me feedback on how helpful my five-day vocal boot camp has been for them. Simple lessons like how to breathe properly. It's amazing that it took me so many years to figure out this simple approach to breathing that completely changed everything. And people are really starting to let me know about it. That's just one of the five days. In fact, you're going to get all five days, five very practical, very easy ways for you to improve your voice. And you can get this for free simply by going to myvoicementor.com forward slash bootcamp. That's all you got to do. If you can't remember that, go into the show notes in the description and just click on it. But Whatever you do, go to myvoicementor.com forward slash bootcamp to get started right away. I can't wait to help you on your journey to improve your voice. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to be informed of future episodes, go ahead and hit the bell notification as well. Same thing on the podcast side. Just subscribe and you'll be notified every time there's a new weekly episode. I plan to put these out weekly so that you get a weekly dose of of wisdom, hopefully. Hopefully it's been entertaining as well, but something that's really going to help you in your practical everyday life with your voice. Well, let's get into today's topic. I think I'm going to be talking about subjects along this line in future podcasts because really what we're going to be dealing with is this idea of taming that part of ourselves that wants to immediately attach to a style or a technique or a riff, or a run, or some impressive thing that we just tend to want to go to in order to make everybody go, oh, you're such a great singer, you're such a great singer, when really what we need to be doing is the basics, is the basic ABC, one, two, three part of our voice. And I really don't care how long you've been singing. There's never going to be a point where the basics don't matter. Like, never. They always matter. They always need to be first and foremost in our minds when we're improving. I've heard it said once that the most important lessons I learned, I learned before the first grade. That is absolutely true. And it's true in our craft. The basics are the most important. And they're usually the things we skip past 
or we don't pay enough attention to, or we don't invest enough time into. It's kind of like a guitar player who wants to learn all the riffs and all the, and all the cool stuff, but never took the time to learn a scale or a, a finger pattern or an exercise. Those things are boring. Those things require discipline. They require you to sit down and just spend the next two hours focusing on one thing. And we're going to be dealing with particular techniques in the coming episodes. But I just want to kind of begin this dialogue with this concept that if you want to improve your voice, you're not going to do it by trying to impress yourself or others or put a mask on or a shell or copying this person or copying that person. I'm going to show you some practical ways to improve your voice today. But the number one thing that you have to do, and I am telling you right now, it's not going to be easy for you and you're going to have a little bit of cognitive dissonance as I tell you this, you've got to remove your style. You just got to just throw it out the window. Whatever you think your style is, you just got to throw it out the window. I want you to imagine yourself standing in front of Will Smith on the movie Hitch, where you're like, but this is my style. This is the way I like to roll. And Will Smith is looking at you going, who you are is very fluid right now. In other words, we're breaking it all down. We can insert a little bit of who you think you are down the road. But right now, you need to learn how to stand upright. You need to learn how to crawl. You need to learn how to walk. You need to learn the basics. Now is not the time for style. So that's the first thing that I want to I want to impart to you. If you really want to get the best impact from whatever warm up it is that you're doing, do not put style into it. Don't put Christina Aguilera in it. Don't put anybody. Don't put Louis Armstrong. Don't put Bob Dylan. I don't care who you listen to. Do not put style into your warm up. You're defeating its purpose. So I'm going to give you a couple of warm ups that I do all the time. And, and I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by remove the style. Really what we're going for in most styles of singing, unless you're going for opera or classical or maybe to some degree jazz, but what we're really trying to go for in most contemporary styles is authenticity. And frankly, a lot of the styles that we attach to our voice are not authentic. People can see right through the facade. If I were to just start doing that in singing, you would see right through it. And most people do. All you guys that are doing that, we see right through it. Even those of us who don't even understand good vocal technique, we see right through it. And what I want to tell you is the first thing that we want, the primary thing that we want, we don't want your skill. We don't want your artistry. We want your heart. And a lot of that times, a lot of times, style really gets in the way of that. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a place for an articulation or a vocal run or a vocal riff. There absolutely is. But it's when we have developed good vocal habits that we can then exercise discipline in when to apply it the right way. Because when it comes to runs and riffs, subtlety is the key and less really is more. You want that riff or that run that you do to really have an impact. And if you're just running all over the place, there really is nothing that stands out. I liken it to 
a really, really skilled bass player. Like, you know, you know, those, those guys that just sit and they groove and all of a sudden out of nowhere, they do a, a riff like planet shakers. It's a worship team in, in Australia. They are notorious for this because they've got a bass player that is literally the best bass player ever heard. Most of the time he's doing this. I mean, he's just grooving. And then all of a sudden he'll throw in a, it'll throw in like this big riff and it's amazing. And you're like, whoa. But then he goes right back to whatever, right? That's kind of the way we want to be with a voice. Don't give it all away in the first song. Don't give it all the way in the first line of the first song. Let there be something to look forward to. Okay. That was a really long lecture about that. But I want to get into some two exercises that I do all the time. And I'll give an example of what I mean by just removing style and how we can get the maximum benefit. One of the first ways that I vocalize every new student is with a closed mouth in a humming position. So that's what we're going to do now. And you might, as you try to do this with me, if you're in a position, if you're not, just listen and you can try it later when you're in a place where you can vocalize. But basically, I'm going to demonstrate this exercise and I'm going to break it down. We don't ever open up our voice. We're just going to sing these five notes in a closed humming position. Mm. Now, there's a couple of things that I want you to notice. It doesn't sound good. You might have said, that doesn't sound good. Why would I want to do that exercise? And that's the first thing I want to tell you is exercises are not designed to make you sound good. That's not what they're for. If you're trying to sound good on an exercise, get over that because that's not what they're for. Exercises are for the purpose of developing, strengthening, and bringing health to the vocal cords. That's it. This exercise is perfect for it. It allows us to properly place the voice without committing to a full-on loud open sound. I do this exercise when I'm in a hotel and I'm traveling and I have to sing that morning or that evening and I don't want to blow out uh, my neighbors at the hotel. I can just close my mouth and I can begin to vocalize like this. You can already see that by doing that, I'm not terribly loud. So a little bit has a little bit of volume, but if I open up my mouth, you can see here that's much much louder. And I, I'm, but I'm getting actually the same benefit by closing my mouth. And what I'm doing is I'm placing that sound in a humming pouting position where I'm aiming it straight for the teeth. Even though my mouth is closed, I'm aiming it straight for the teeth. Not to the nose or the top of the head or the back of the throat, but right there to the teeth. So the first thing that you want to do to be able to do this exercise is kind of access that powder part of your voice that's a little gritty, a little bit obnoxious towards the teeth, like a teenager, kind of like that, and do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a really buzzy sound. But the other thing that I want to uh, draw attention to is that we're getting a very consistent compression of the vocal cords. And all compression is, is when we're getting vibration from the vocal cords. And in other words, compression is the opposite of breathiness. So this would be what I would call a very compressed sound, even though it's not terribly loud. 
and this is a very uncompressed sound. It's weak, but you know what? It takes a lot of air, which means I've got to take a lot more breaths and it's exhausting. And actually that second voice over time is going to cause way more damage than a nice, healthy, compressed voice. So this exercise helps you deal with that. And then once you got the hang of that, you start taking it up in half steps. And then you take it up again. The other thing that I want you to notice as I do this exercise is that I ease in and I ease out, kind of like gently pressing on the gas and gently pressing on the brake to release. So as I start and I stop all of the exercises that I do, I apply gentle compression and then I gently release. And then I return back to a holding position, which leads me to the other part. When I do exercises, I never blow out my air. Never blow out, never as a singer, never blow out your air. This is what that sounds like. That's full uncompression. Well, if I uncompress and the air leaks out, guess what I've got to do? I've got to breathe in not only the air that I let go during vocalizing, but all the air I let go at the end of the phrase. A better approach is to start by holding your breath, releasing the tone, and gently returning to a hold breath position. Brilliant. So again, if you notice, all style is removed from my voice. All that you hear is a primal, a primal fry, compressed, a primal kind of pouty kind of sound. This is the best way to warm up your voice. I can only just tell you it has transformed my voice, and I can only just attempt in this brief time that I have with you to convince you. This part of your voice, while not initially pleasing to the ears, is the key that will unlock an unbelievable authenticity and quality when we actually turn it into singing. Okay, that's the first exercise, and I promised I would give you two. The second exercise is similar in that we don't open our mouth, we're still going to close our mouth but we're going to glide between two notes and they're a little bit farther apart than than the steps that were in the previous exercise. And what's great about this is that this begins to blend or or bring together the different registers. I'm sure we've all experienced a time when our voice unexpectedly cracks. By the way, that's a good thing when it happens. It's actually a great sign. It means that you have higher notes in your range that you just got to blend into your voice. Well, this exercise helps you do it. And what I like about the closed mouth approach is that if something weird happens, you're not got your mouth open. The mouth is closed. It's really good. But what we're going to do is we're going to take these two notes and we're just going to slide up and down. I call this the ghost because it kind of sounds a little bit like a ghost. All right, here's how this one goes. You notice it was a very controlled, I wasn't rushing, I wasn't 
trying to jump up to that high note and come back down. I was gliding between the two. Mm. There's several reasons why I do this. Number one, it exercises a part of the glottis that glides between notes. Sometimes we want to make quick glottal movements to go from one note to the next, almost producing almost like a digital sound. Like a real fast movement like that. But in this exercise, we don't want to do that primarily because as we go higher up in the scale, we're going to encounter a break in our voice. And if we quickly navigate between the two notes, our voice is going to flip. But when we slow down the muscles and glide between the two notes, we're going to get more of a blending quality over time. The body will just figure out how to blend the two registers together instead of flipping from one to the next. So let's take it up a little higher. Now, at some point, my voice is going to, you're going to hear a little bit of a register shift because I'm not fully warmed up. And I did that kind of intentionally because I want you to kind of hear so that when it happens to you, you won't think that you did something wrong. In fact, you did something right. Let's go up a little higher. Did you hear that thing in my voice? It kind of did that a little bit. That is good. It's good. When your voice wobbles or or shakes into another register or kind of yodels a little bit, that's good. That means you're relaxed. That means that your body is naturally telling you there's a higher register. And all you've got to do is just navigate the break. We don't want any vocal breaks. Vocal breaks are bad. We want a vocal blend. We want what is a break or a leap from one register to another to blend into just a unified voice. Let's go a little bit higher. Mm. Now that time, I was actually able to blend a little bit better between the two registers. And you'll find the more you warm up, the more you do exercises like this, it'll be easier for you as well. Because the more you glide between two pitches like this exercise does, the more your body in its warm-up period blends the registers together. All right, so those are two exercises that are absolutely going to help you a lot. Just find a note on the piano and just walk your scales down for the first one and then just go up a little bit. Mm, it doesn't, the interval doesn't really matter so much. Just take on the concept and you'll start seeing a real difference in your voice right away. So let me just wrap up with this. When you're warming up your voice, you really want to take a different mindset. Don't be impressive. I would almost say be real careful about being impressive anyway, but certainly when you're warming up. In fact, the more gritty and the more raw and the more primal your warm-up sounds, you're probably doing a lot more good for your voice. Don't get into vanity. Don't just try to impress people with your voice. Actually, just be great. Don't try to act great. All right? So hopefully I've given you some things to chew on. Again, I'm so glad you've been joining me in these episodes. I hope you learned something today. I'm looking forward to seeing you in future episodes. In the meantime, again, don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and the bell notification. 
Please subscribe, rate, and review where you listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Give me a review. Hey, if there's a question that you haven't heard me answer on this podcast, email me at clay at myvoicementor.com and I would love to answer that for you. And maybe I can do a whole podcast episode on that. But in the meantime, take care of your voice and I will see you soon.